Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie, Pat Greiner, she has the head of an English major and the heart of a sci-fi nerd. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. There you go. Welcome to the Three Book Girls podcast live on Facebook. Oh, we forgot our signs. Oh, man. (laughs) Our idea was to come up with with the applause signs. To let you guys know when it was appropriate to boo or hiss. Or, they didn't even you know. need it. They're pros. You guys are awesome. Tonight, you'll notice that there are four of us, uh, but our podcast name is Three Book Girls, which we admit is slightly odd, but since we started in 2016 with three, and over the years have sort of had a come and go type thing, and now we have five, but there are only four here. So that's why there are four. Pat wow, that Gre- is weird. I know. Pat Greiner, who's number five, is sitting in Casper, <laughs> waving at us. So, unfortunately, she couldn't be with us tonight, but she's with us in spirit and on Facebook. And we would like to introduce to you, for the very first time on Three Book Girls since 2016, applause for Mr. Josh Lupton, the bearded book girl. Hello. How is it, everybody? Thank God he has a beard. What would you have done? Well, I would have had to change his name. <laughs> you can't change it now. You've called him that for so I've long. Him that Josh for so long. can never shave. Sorry, Josh. Josh works with me at my real job, and he and I have talked about books many, many times at work. And he has been on our podcast a few times, but it was so long ago. Oh my gosh. I believe the last time you were on was in 2016, wasn't it, Josh? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And it's mainly because he's a sports dude, and he has his real job is to go out and do like sports. setting up equipment for sports dudes. That's what he does. So the sports thing is always happening when we're happening. And guess who he always freaking picks? The people that pay better. I lean on the side of money, guys. Yeah. I chase them ducats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't understand why you would choose sports uh, yeah. over yeah. our inappropriate conversations. I know, That's right? so strange. Yeah. So Josh and I were at a live event yesterday for the radio station, and we were sitting visiting. And Josh, the one thing that you need to know about Josh is he is truly an entrepreneur at heart. He always has really cool ideas for different things he could do to make money. Right now, he's kind of stuck on mass transit. That's how he's going to make his big bucks. You're welcome for the future. By <laughs> Currently. <the way. laughs> but he always has great ideas for the different stuff he wants to try. So we were sitting there talking about money-making ideas, and Josh came up with this really interesting idea for an OnlyFans page. Would you like to explain your idea, Josh? Uh, yeah, so basically I would... Uh 
So I'd be, I'd you be. You gotta stand up while you do it. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, he really needs to come stand over here so that <laughs> okay. he can't be seen. Uh, Facebook Live needs to see you. Okay. You're already putting him You're, on the spot. I feel Sheesh. like he's really comfy back there. there he, he had is. his feet I kicked, I kicked up and everything. Up and my arm hey, up there everything. he is. Hi, Facebook girl. Live. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, basic premise, I'd be reading uh, like grandma's romance novels. But I would dress up like the like the dude on the cover with the big fluffy shirt and have a, like one button done and you know the big flowing hair. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like a yeah, Fabio but, you know wig? Th- throw on a wig and put on a fan so I'm you know I'm blowing in the wind the whole time and. Don't you think that would be a really lovely OnlyFans? Those yeah. old ladies would freaking love they it. They would be so they would excited. Love it. Yeah, charge like five dollars really cool. a chapter. I don't know if you noticed how svelte Josh is, <laughs> but um, I have a a really good feeling that I, I think he's going to make some money on this idea. Are you going to be the lady, too? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll read both parts, you know. Like, uh, Can you try that out for I, us? I want to no. hear your lady oh, voice. Man. <laughs> this is my lady voice. <laughs> I think she needs a little estrogen injection. Just saying. She's you just a know, woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> really knows what she wants. <laughs> maybe he's into that. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, I, I shared the link to the live show with my boss, and she said, tuning in. So, hi, Jennifer. <laughs> I can't see who's on, but... Pretty scary when your boss is watching. Because uh, my boss is awesome. <laughs> and I'd say that even if she wasn't on Facebook watching us. So, we were kind of thinking about some some other things that we could maybe do. Because, you know, in order to make all this magic happen, we've got to make some money, Right. So but we're not going to do like the usual things. No, you think about we're not interested pages. in, like, in, in no ba- ping pong balls, no, no weird stuff. No, we're not interested in behaving like oh I don't know hookers or anything. Hey, sex, sex workers. workers. Sorry, sorry. We would prefer to do something a little bit more. I don't know, subtle. Vani, Vani has a very lovely voice. Do your voice, Vani. Hi, babies. <laughs> What are you wearing tonight? How may I make you happy? Oh, my. Do my dishes. <laughs> Do my dishes? Would you like me to wear more than rubber gloves? I don't care as long as they're clean. Oh, my God. Bonnie has that voice, doesn't she? <laughs> Only when I try. Now, you Keith had a different do. idea for what she would do for OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I'm assuming I'm really, really good at this because um, for years I worked in a call center and, you know, when your cable's out, you would call me and then you would yell at me and I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But every Friday night, and I worked from 11 to 5, right around 3 a.m., the same guy would call and he just wanted me to read out the entire channel lineup in his area. <laughs> and while you were doing it, you could hear that he was really enjoying himself <laughs> this is a true Wait, story while not he was making on, it up on oh the yeah phone with you yeah. for and like if he IT support if he didn't get me there were oh seven of us so if he didn't get me he would just keep calling until he heard hi thank you for calling adelphia this is keith how may i help you <laughs> and they would go could you read it to me baby no oh my god no he wasn't he wasn't cool sound it would be like hi What's a channel lineup in my area, please? 
<laughs> and there are a lot. There's like 78 of them. So she would read all 78 channels out while oh, in the background she no. could hear. No. Yeah. That's just weird. His no. I didn't weird. do it in a really cool Vani voice either. I was just like, um, so channel two is CBS and <laughs> channel three is home shopping oh and channel four. And my coworkers would see me doing it and they'd be laughing in the background <laughs> and I'd have to mute and I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> oh, no. And then after I was done, I would have to try and sell him something. Of course. <laughs> you need to upgrade that Wi-Fi speed. <laughs> Would you be interested in adding HBO or Cinemax, maybe? <laughs> Sounds like you could really, really, really use Cinemax. Cinemax. Um, Brittany, and, Brittany and Taylor and Heather are here. And Andrea Hello. and Jennifer. And Taylor really liked your uh, OnlyFans idea. There you go. She said, Jonathan. by the way, that sounds like a great OnlyFans. Dude, you we're all going to. Your very first subscriber, I believe, is ready to go. Taylor She's is not in. old, Woo-hoo. but, you know, her money's still good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would like to shout out our Patreon subscribers. By the way, if you like our show and you'd like to help support all of our endeavors, which most of them are audio, then we would encourage you to go on our Patreon page and learn more about how you can become a su- subscriber. I put on my radio voice. I was just, just going to say, it's your radio If you've voice. ever wanted to know what Martha sounds like that's in my ex- car, that's, that's exactly it. what I sound like. Some of the stuff we talk about doesn't even make it onto the podcast. Can you imagine what that's like? Oh, my goodness. We put that on Patreon. The stuff we have to cut out, the <laughs> things that are way too rude, and believe me, we leave a lot of rude in. Just we imagine have two, we have, have two Patreon, three Patreon subscribers, four, in the audience. We're counting. Again, we're One, bad two, at three, the four. math. Um, and they understand this. And we've done, one of the other things we do for our Patreon subscribers is we do special episodes just for them. So we did uh, an episode about Lord of the Flies. Yes, we did a buddy read, and we did our favorite um, pandemic books, which yep. was frightening. And that was fun because, was. whoa, as if we needed any more pandemic right now. Yeah. We did discuss that. Ooh, we did our least we favorite our, books. Our least and favorite. our least favorite. That was actually one of my favorite episodes. Because a lot of times we don't least, review things we don't like. No, it's kind of hard because we understand that authors are, you know, they're working really hard and they're doing what they can. Yeah, just because we didn't like something doesn't mean you all won't like it. But, you know. Yes. Then we get to go on Patreon and be like, yeah, this book sucked. Yeah, but we try not to do that on the podcast unless they, people really deserve it. Because we're not evil. Or no. unless it's me who only can read one book at a time and I don't have another book to review <laughs> for the week. So then she just lies. <laughs> then I'm like, it might be great for someone else. And we do have an author in the audience as well. We do. Yeah. If you, if you listened, I won't said watched. If you listened last week, you heard us review JC's book right there. There it is. Uh, Being Mary Bennett. She has an event here tomorrow night. If you want to come back tomorrow night and hear her talk about her book and it's really good. So she's here. She came to, she came, I and think we're going to allow reasons, her when, when we're, we're claiming yeah, her. <laughs> when we're all finished with this live podcast, we're going to allow her to get up and talk a little bit about her book and encourage you guys to come to her event tomorrow. So oh, we have quite a few people on the Facebook. Right Hi this guys. Minute. Love you um, all. We, have, we have, we have, we have Kelly in Colorado Springs. We have Hi, Kelly. Jennifer N. 
and says she's buried in research. We're sorry. Oh, <laughs> dang it. We have research, too. And Pat and Allison. It's a smut. Pat, so. Pat Griner. Yeah, we were Pat just Griner talking about Pat Griner and Allison. So lots of people Hi, saying hello. Hi, guys. I we're lost still, my train of oh, thought. Oh, sorry. We were talking about OnlyFans. But what would Martha do for her OnlyFans? Oh, we were talking Patreon. That's where we got lost. We were talking Patreon, but you haven't said what you would do yet. I haven't either. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sorry, Josh. So we've decided <laughs> that in order to get Josh going on his endeavor. On his endeavor. Just his endeavor. His endeavor. Which we believe should be called. Don't talk about my endeavor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yay. Josh fits in so we well believe, with us. We believe it should be called Josh Needs a Sugar Mama. Oh. <laughs> you think? I do. I, <laughs> I work very hard and I make no money, so. That's how all the best people get started. Somebody's got to help him go up to a higher level here. So we're looking for a well-off cougar. <laughs> Please, for Josh. Come back to the, the, come back to to the face. The there he is. Now. Look at Look that. Look there. Right there, ladies. Come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> He's even got the cheesy grin down. Look at that. Our bearded book girl representing well. <laughs> Draw him like you would your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> He's even on a lounge chair. You can't see it, but. He is very comfortable back there. <laughs> We're all in these folding chairs, and he has a whole chaise lounge back here. Um, actually, there's room for two on that. <laughs> so if we have any takers, the don't bidding be shy. will start We're at fifty dollars. Taylor, head you, on down. Taylor, I'm sure he has Venmo if you would like to contribute <laughs> that way. Maybe cash up. Brit. Um, all right. Brittany says you, she needs to take you to the Dallas Stars game. Oh, oh, I'm there. oh. I love hockey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brittany, come on, girl. I'll introduce you. A nice divorcee who got left like a whole bunch of money. I mean, that would be cool, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm in. Yeah, see? And, and you know what? I think he kind of means it. We know they're out there. I, I do believe that there was a recent... No, we can't talk about that in public. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, we Ooh. never... Mar, has anyone noticed that Martha got out of talking about her OnlyFans? Because I know the transition Keith is trying to make, but I feel like we can't let Martha out of this. But I don't have an idea. What do you think my OnlyFans should be? What um, do you like to do? Read. I mean, anything <laughs> can be... Uh, I like to collect rocks. So there you go. Your only, your only thing, you could you. just like hold the rocks and just talk about rocks. Wow, that's going to be a real niche group. Mm. I feel like there's already people that oh, do that. Quartz. I think I've met those people and no thanks. <laughs> just saying. I don't think I'm that desperate for money yet, you guys. I've yeah, read a lot of books and I've never read a book about you that. You can't see them, so. Uh, oh, that's true. You can't see them. Okay, I'll think about that. I'll consider that. Okay. Yeah. I mean,. Money is money, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, go to our Patreon. Check that out. See if you can b become a subscriber and help us. Check out Martha's OnlyFans page about <laughs> rocks. <laughs> that sounds and like the most boring thing on the planet. so smooth. <laughs> There's an OnlyFans page this for everyone. This is igneous. <laughs> Dude, you stroke them oh, like sorry. that. Sorry. Uh, Je Jennifer N says, put on erotic music while reading a children's book. Now, that's a little scary. People are freaked out by that idea, <laughs> Jennifer. Uh, that's a little weird. I'd do it, Jennifer. 
Angry Scotsman Brewing Company, thank you so much for making <laughs> me too drunk to remember my transition. I remembered it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so Josh needs a, needs a wealthy divorcee to get him moving in the right direction in his life and help fund all of his entrepreneurial projects, of which there are many. Wow, that was a mouthful. Thank you. It is my job, after all. And Vani, coincidentally, has read a book about uh, divorcee. Which, by the way, but by the way, <laughs> we misspoke in our promo because it was in the wrong section. Yeah, y'all thought she's reading romance. It's not a romance. <laughs> we thought it was a romance. We took it off the shelf right next to Keith's book, so we assumed it was a romance. It was this t- a tale of romance. Dying. We were incorrect. It's the complete Anti-romance. opposite of a romance. It does look like a romance cover. It does. I it's mean, the, yeah. it's got the cartoony look. I mean, how are we supposed to know? All the books are the same, right? You got the people walking away. That's always historical fiction. Right. Right? You have cartoony covers, which are always romance novels, right? You have space, which is always, sci-fi. say it with me, sci-fi. sci-fi. Thank you. And, uh, and you have a house, and the, we don't know what We that don't know is. what that is. <laughs> a house could be anything. It could be. Well, it's and this is a fiction. different cover than my version of this book. Yeah. My version is Megan, the one Megan used- is obsessed with covers. We'll get to that later, yeah. though. Uh, first, let's go to the d- the true fun of divorce, which Vani is ready to regale you with. Regale? That sounded awful. Oh, Martha, <laughs> Jim Jim said one word, Martha. Pie. <gasps> mm, pie. That's what I'm doing for OnlyFans. Me. There you go. Pie? And pie. Eating pie. I That's can it. eat pie in front of people. I feel like that movie's been done. <clears throat> In the 90s. Would anyone this pay one time for that? At band camp? <laughs> this one time? Not that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't have it's the pie. parts to make that work. Come on now. So, so shall we transition Bonnie, to, to Bonnie's? Tell us about your non-romance book pick. Okay, so my non-romance book pick is called Been There, Married That by Gigi Lavangi. And this book is just funny and ironic and stupid and absolutely wonderful i needed something as like a transition book because i needed a break from war books for a minute and this definitely was it Uh, so this is about and i can't remember anyone's names because i've read it so long ago but it is about a hollywood couple the wife is a writer husband is a hollywood producer and they live in this huge mansion they have one daughter and all of a sudden the wife comes home one day and the security guard meets her at the front gate, which she cannot unlock, and tells her that she's no longer allowed in the house because her husband does not want to be married anymore, basically. Aww. So that's how she finds out that her husband's like, you know, ready to move on with that project. And that's basically he treats it like it's a project. So they kind of go through this weird transition and she's like, well, I need to get into the house. And so she gets into the house and then they split the house in two, but she only has like access to the kitchen between specific hours. And she's like, but what can, when can I get to the bar? The bar is what I need to be able to get to. And he's Priorities. Like, and he's like, you Speaking can have... Of which, <laughs> this is empty. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Do they like put like a chalk out? Like, like tape? Like, the Brady well, they actually had or... like 
like an interior decorator <gasps> meet with the wife and say, okay, well, you can't go into these rooms at these times of the day and you can't go into these oh, rooms that's like fancy. at these times of the day. Well, they're rich and they're Hollywood. So it's just very snarky and it takes something which is not usually a great subject to talk about and it just makes it funny. And like the main character, she's just snarky and hilarious and the best line out of the whole book was one time she was talking to her daughter and about the other mothers from the school and the daughter's like which she's like 12 or 13 she's like well you don't even like the other mothers and I'm like she's like yeah I do and she's the little girl says you call them buttholes with vagina lips (laughs) and The mom says, but that was a compliment. <laughs> I'm not sure how that turns into a compliment. I don't want to hear her insults. Because of the uh, collagen injections, I guess. I, I mean, it was just, this is that kind of book, and it's just freaking hilarious. Now, there are a couple of kind of She was texting parts. me while she was reading this, so I was at work, and she was at work, and she was texting me the quotes. I'm work. like, oh, my God, vagina lips. It's the funniest thing like, ever. what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're being classy. <laughs> Can't take us anywhere. Sorry if there's little ears somewhere in this building that we haven't earmuffs. seen. We should that's we should make three book girls earmuffs. <laughs> we should. That For would be plugs, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. For the children. Yeah. Child size earplugs. Think of the children. But I would suggest this to anyone who needs just a palate cleanser, something just goofy and off the wall to read between serious super serious books because you know i read such serious books sometimes man i just need a break from them and this definitely was it was hilarious and well written and snarky and funny and again that was called been there married that by gg levangi awesome thank you bonnie and let's move right along to keith and her choice today the cover of your book just makes me happy. My whole book makes everyone happy because it's about love and not about people who tear apart their house. <laughs> <laughs> there are some really other r- very wonderful parts of that book that I don't want to give away. But okay. you should read it and find it out poignant? why she why she oh! goes. No, but she ends up going to rehab for a very, very strange reason that you would not guess. Ooh, now I'm intrigued. It's so funny. Well, I read a romance. I know, shocker. Very big shock. So the book I read is called New Orleans Rush by Kelly Siskind. And this book is the first in a series, but it's the kind of series where you can read each book on its own. I actually read the third book in this series before I even realized there were other books, and I didn't feel like I was missing anything. So this book is about our, our main characters are B and Huxley. And B is having a crap day because she has moved from Ohio to New Orleans, which, I mean, hooray, because, wow, you're moving south. It's nice and warm. There's beignets there. Right? Oh, she's so into trying beignets. Oh, they are magic. But she's moved because her boyfriend uh, has convinced her to move because he has a job there. So she's given up her job. She's moved with him. 
They get there the first day. He goes to the coffee shop to get them their lovely beignets and coffee. And a woman asks him if he wants to go out that evening. (gasps) And he comes back to her and he says, when this woman asked me if I wanted to go out with her, I thought, yeah, I'd like to. So I figure we shouldn't date anymore. Oh, no. Oh, and by the way, your name's not on the lease. So <gasps> if you could get out, that would be awesome. Shoot. Oh, wow. oh man. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Lee Bucket. So basically what she's left with is a car. <laughs> I mean, oh, at least she has God, the car. That's so freaking sad. You said this was a happy book. We're getting there. She's going to find a secret prince at the next coffee shop. Well, not exactly oh, okay. Prince, but he does have a cape, Megan. <gasps> yes. It's like you're psychic. So she goes to a bar because that's what I would do, Amen. honestly. <laughs> and she gets a little drunk. And she runs into this guy who has a cape. Who, and goes, all, who goes to a bar with a cape on? Well, you do if you are in New Orleans. And your profession is a magician. Oh, oh. there's the magician. So this magician has this awesome cape, and all she wants to do is stroke it because she's really drunk, and it looks oh really soft. God. You have no idea how bad that really sounded. <laughs> the cape, Martha. Why are you stroking me? <laughs> cape really stroking soft. sounds like something you get arrested for. That sounds like an OnlyFans page. <laughs> Megan, woo. That would work. We might have to rethink this whole only page thing. Did you we, say only capes? <laughs> we can't do only capes. We could do, you know, like cloaks and stuff too. Oh, yeah. But so she's really, really drunk. Um, and he and he's entertaining her. And he's just like, okay, this woman's drunk. New Orleans. <laughs> um, but then she starts listening to the jukebox and... Uh, uh, the Carrie Underwood song comes on about keying the car. Because he cheats. Because he cheats. Yes. And her boyfriend is cheating on her right now because he's on his date right now. Like, and she sees him on his date (gasps) at the same bar while she's sitting there. I feel like the odds of running into your ex at a bar in New Orleans must be astronomical. (laughs) I think it's probably like right by their apartment. Oh, okay. Well, that was a bad choice on her part, but continue. So she goes outside and she finds this Mustang convertible that looks just like her boyfriend's. Notice I said it looks just like her boyfriend's. It's midnight blue. Before her boyfriend's he is cheats. black. It's before, before he, he cheats. cheats. Thank you. It's well, the beer, you know. She, yeah. she, she puts a lot of awesome words in the Mustang. <laughs> and But then it turns out that it's the magician's Mustang. <gasps> oh, no. He's not very happy anymore. He doesn't want her to stroke his cape anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off. (laughs) And she has no money and no job, so he's a magician. And what do you know? His assistant just quit. Dun, dun, dun. So she can have a job as a a magician's assistant until she works off his his crude language on the back of the Mustang. It's almost like a caper. It is. It's very fun and caper-like. Caper. Cape, caper. But Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. She has this dad. Her mom's out of the picture, and her father is not the greatest guy. He has a real gambling problem. So one of the cool things about leaving Ohio was that uh, this loan shark is after her to pay off her dad's debts, 
and he's going to chop off her fingers if she doesn't pay. So she just kind of leaves yeah. town. Oh, this is a lot happening in this book. It is. She keeps saying it was really it's a nice caper. and friendly, but it's I'm, a caper. It's a caper. All right, go ahead. So we have hiding from the scary loan shark dude. We have magician and his two brother magicians. I mean, who doesn't like a romance with a magician who has a cape? You know, I told her to bring a <laughs> some this we this really screams for physical comedy here. I could have brought my Ravenclaw cloak and made this work for like someone should have messaged. I don't there, have there a should cape. be a magic I trick. Do you sad. not agree? I was gonna think of something to pull out of my butt. But. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't think so. <laughs> 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 nice try. Oh, we have magicians in oh, the audience, oh, sort oh, of. Oh. Except awful magicians. <laughs> Hooray! They're pretty good if you drink two glasses of wine first. Yeah. Which is available right up there. By the way. At the cafe. Not for you people at home. You guys can go you to your to liquor cabinet. You have to go to your own refrigerators. <laughs> we won't judge you. Wine. Not at all. So this is a romance, obviously. And Huxley and B, they feel something... A little something, something for each other right away, but... The whole car keying incident was certainly a downer. Yeah, that was. Now, she does not have very good experience with deadbeats who gamble. And he makes all his money by playing in this amazing poker tournament every Friday, only with magicians. So, the object is to cheat and not get caught. Oh, that makes sense. And since he's the best magician, he always wins. But B will not date a gambler. Because <sighs> mm, her dad's a gambler. That makes sense. Yep. So can true love will prevail? he give up his livelihood? Because he's not, he's not making much as a magician. But let me tell you, he makes a lot of poker. And here you have our, our very fantastical New Orleans only kind of only happens in New Orleans mm. plot. It is hysterical. It is really cute. It is spicy. It is three Megan blushes. Uh oh. Oh. It is a very slow burn. It For is those a lot who are of new. Looks and glances. That's how we. That's how judge. we rate the spice level. It's a one. Did we say one to? What did we decide? One to five or one to ten? One, one to, to five. five. One to five scale of how quickly I will blush in reading this book. <laughs> Megan could handle it, but she'd be pretty tomato red. <laughs> Maybe wear your earphones at work. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is definitely not suitable for work. But it's very cute and it's really funny and it's hysterical because you just can't take it super seriously because I mean there's cape stroking. Every book should include some cape stroking. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever heard of a, a book that includes cape stroking, honestly. So if you want a spicy romance with a slow burn and a lot of just good old-fashioned fun in it, that was New Orleans. I thought you were going to say good old-fashioned something. Stop. (laughs) (gasps) Martha. Good old-fashioned cape stroking? Is that what you were going to say? Well, there's a lot of that. That was New Orleans Rush by Kelly Siskind. Woo. Yay. So I'm going to bring the room way, way down. Dang it. (laughs) I know. It's okay, though. Probably should have gone 
not towards the end. <laughs> We're uh, so used to having these reviews at the beginning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finally, Vonnie reads something happy, and then Megan has to bring it all down. I'm bringing it down. I am reviewing The Librarian of Auschwitz by Antonio Aturbi? That's not even close. I'm sorry, friend. So this book I read a few years ago, and I felt like we had reviewed it on the podcast. And then I realized that when I searched the database, we had not. And that was a horrible wrong that needed righted. Righted? Sure. All right. Um, so this book is based on the life of Dita Krauss. And she was 14 years old. She was living in Prague during World War II. A uh, little back story, I guess, on Prague um, is a heavily Jewish town. Like even today, they have lots of Jewish synagogues that are super old and beautiful. Highly recommend visiting Prague. I can already tell that this is going to end well. Yeah, it, it doesn't end great. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's living in Prague. And then, of course, the Nazis take Prague. And her and her family and most of the people in Prague are moved to the Terracine Ghetto. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce that, but that's what I'm going with. Um, which we know are overcrowded and a mess. Um, not great living situations. But we also know that it gets much, much worse. So then they are moved to Auschwitz, and her and her family are placed in Block 31, which is what they call the family block. But there is an upside, if there is an upside, which is there isn't really, that the family block is basically where like when the red cross starts to investigate because they're getting like hearing the rumors of what's actually happening in Auschwitz the family block is where they took the red cross to be like look how happy all the families are the kids are here running around playing soccer um and they had actually set up a school so that's where our title comes from because they managed to sneak in i think it was eight books into the family block and they're holding like an illegal school. So anytime the guards come in, they scurry and have to hide everything and act like they're just standing there talking to each other. So Dita is in charge of the books. Like it's her job to hide them in the right place so they don't get found if they search um, the makeshift school. And we have Freddie. He is up this kind of set up the illegal school in the family block. And he has a big part that I don't want to give away because I literally cried <laughs> on my couch, like texting friends being like, this is, that is so depressing. It's Megan. so depressing, it. but Ugh. it's one of my favorite books. Um, and so there's a lot to Freddie's story that I don't want to give away, but I will say there are questions surrounding what happens to him. Depending on what you read depends on what story is told. Like you can find multiple versions of what happens to him at the end. So they come in like the red cross comes and sees the lovely flame family block and they don't see anything else in Auschwitz. So they're like, Oh yeah, everything's totally fine here. Like they're blind to everything else that's going around. Don't know how we won't go there. She Dita also runs into everyone's least favorite doctor in the world. Uh, Dr. Mangala. Uh, Dr. Death. <laughs> Dr. Death. Um, she's not one of his, We'll use this term loosely, patience, but she's like, he's kind of like the dark figure. Like he, she keeps crossing paths with him in the camp 
and she'll just kind of she always you, your skin kind of crawls as soon as she starts talking about him. He's kind of like this mysterious figure, but she also knows that like he's not a good guy. Like she knows like he is trouble, and I need to stay away from him and not get on his wrong side. So there's just a lot of things about this book that I thought were really interesting because I had never heard that sto- this story until I read this book. So whenever people are like, "What's a like a YA World War II book?" This would be the book I would say. People you will ask you about that? <laughs> sure. I do. I like World War II and YA, so it's a perfect blend. They end up realize and uh, Dita and her family and friends kind of realize like their time is running short because they came in in December and the September group that came in before them is now not there. <coughs> Big mystery. Yeah, they know where they went. We all know where they went. Um, so they start to kind of get a little panicky. We're getting towards the end of the war. So they move her family again to Bergen-Belsen, which we all know that Al- yeah, Farrah's like, oh. So, right, we, we know Auschwitz was terrible. Uh, Bergen-Belsen was worse. Also where Anne Frank was, if you've read her diary. Um I, I will say it does have a, a happy... There is happiness at the end of this book. As hard as that is to believe, <laughs> there is kind of a silver lining um, at the end of the book. And, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. If you Google her, you'll know. But um, I this book, to me, was probably one of the most powerful ones because it's a story you don't often hear, right? We've all read Anne Frank. We all kind of... The same stories we get told over and over again growing up. So this one, to me, was just amazing and gripping and I sat there and just cried because it was such a good book and he's a the author is a journalist so it bounces where it it he does um like you'll start with her at the camps and then it, it flash back to like her as uh before but it just feels very like smooth because like it doesn't it's not jarring when you read it and I think that was from him being a journalist and could make that story really fluid for people highly recommend the Librarian of Auschwitz by Antonio Itubre. I'm butchering your name, and I'm sorry. Your book is amazing. I'm sorry. It's Please my take favorite. us to space where this. I crap actually did happen. read that book. I just didn't review it on the podcast, and it was good. I liked it yeah. also. I can't remember why I didn't review it. I don't know because don't it was too me. sad even know. for you. It yeah. <laughs> well, I think somebody else was going to review it, so I didn't review it that week. And then by the next week, when they didn't review it, I already had new books, and mm. you know. And yeah. last but certainly not least, the most important book in the lineup tonight, debatable, uh, debatable, would be the sci-fi option because clearly it is superior to all the others. Yeah, smut. <laughs> you <laughs> are superior. Now, if you, ever, if, you, shush, if you haven't ever heard our podcast, the interesting and different thing about it is you're going to hear at least four different reviews every single week. Because unlike some other podcasts, we don't review stuff we don't like. The end. We only review things that we want to read and that we have read. So sets us apart a little bit. And now to move on to my space book. Move. It's called... Shards of Earth by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Basically, if you've ever heard the term space opera, this is a perfect space opera. Oh my gosh. The fun and interesting thing about this kind of book is that they assume 
that you're okay with there being a bunch of different types of aliens that exist. And they don't explain a lot about it. These are just characters that exist. And every once in a while, you'll get kind of a clue of what that person is like through their actions and behaviors instead of this huge, long explanation of what color their hair is and all that other business. Personally, I like it when a book does that because it makes it more a part of the story and less a part of the description. Our group of people that we're dealing with here, you've got Idris, who is the main character of the book. He is a very unique individual because he is a pilot that is capable of taking spaceships through what they call unspace. To me, the idea of unspace is sort of like a wormhole. And he's able to take ships from regular space into unspace and then show up in another part of the galaxy. So there are very few pilots that are trained to do that. And the ones that are trained to do that also have the capability of talking to some different types of aliens. The one in particular that's important in this book are called the Architects. And during this huge war that happened 45 years ago, these architects would show up and basically disassemble an entire planet and turn it into a sculpture. So basically all that was left over was this flowering, beautiful, metallic object in space instead of a planet. And they could never communicate with this race of aliens to try to get them to stop until these particular types of pilots were able to reach their minds out and say, hey, stop. And it actually worked. And then the architects disappeared. This book takes place when there are scavengers of, you know, old dead spaceships around and they're going out and picking up spaceships and they come across one that they had just talked to recently that is, has been destroyed in this way. And it's been 45 years since they've seen anything like that, so they're totally freaked out by it, clearly. So the, uh, I think it's the Vulture God is the name of the ship that's scavenging. So they grab this ship and take it back to port. Well, all of a sudden, this whole thing becomes very political because there's another race of beings that are protectors. We'll say that. It reminds me a lot of a religion where they are, they're very rigid, they have a very, they have a hierarchy, they have a way things need to be done, and they're taking people under their protection in order to keep the architects away. And this ship that's been ruined has become a chess piece in their way of controlling the other races that are trying to, anyway, blah, blah, blah. It's really clearly very complex book. But if you like a space opera and you enjoy science fiction, I have no reservations in recommending this book because it was phenomenal. I know there's probably going to be another one, clearly, because it says number one on here. But, but it's probably the best thing that I have read, even... Even The Expanse is not as good as this, in my opinion. So if this is your jam, you got to get it because it's awesome. 
I read it the second time through almost to the end this time too. So, and I still feel that way. So that was called The Shards of Earth by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Yeah, that book is like your great white whale because that's <laughs> the one book you want the first edition of really badly, Well, right? no, The Children of Time, which oh. was the first one I read from a- Adrian Tchaikovsky. Oh my Tchaikovsky. gosh, so he has a this whole bunch dude, of really awesome books. I'm telling books. you, I have never read anything from this guy that I didn't absolutely love. I've loved all of his short stories. I've loved all of his books that I've read. So if you like this one, you have like tons to read oh yeah pat who is our other member i turned her on to him and so now she's consuming all the adrian Tchaikovsky because she also likes sci-fi yeah but how many megan blushes does it have zero zero oh there isn't any even really any alien there's no alien there's no alien sound to go wow wow in this no oh. mm. sorry 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 sounds like they need to go to the ice planet or something yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> some people read <gasps> there's a relationship in it no well there's there sort of a relationship are there in... feelings and poignant moments no oh. martha's like yeah no martha hates the word poignant for those who have never listened to this not podcast. only do i hate the word i hate the association of the reason people use the word but one day she said it I herself oh, it was Why at the last show her Why? own review it was a victory for the team, really. We have it, it recorded. Really There's proof out there. And it will never fucking shut up. It's in it. the cloud. It's never going away. Mm, whatever. That anyway. Martha said poignant. Shut up. If you go back and watch that live stream, our entire table shut turned. Up. <laughs> in shock. So in anyway, shock. Anyway, um, this guy is you know, a lot of times they ask you, who would you want to go to lunch with? If you could go to lunch with an author. This dude is my great white whale. I would totally want to hang out with this guy because he has so many different types of books that he writes, and he's so good at all of them. Maybe he'll become a, subscrip- a subscriber you know, to your only pay. Adrian. He, only pay. he does follow. He does interact when we tag him on things on Twitter. Well, you best get to tagging then, girl. I tag him every time. <laughs> I believe he's, he lives in England. but An, well, maybe you'll an make English first your... edition of that book would not go awry right now. <laughs> you could make enough on your OnlyFans page, and you could take a little trip, ask in the lunch. Um, you could probably have like tea with him say, before the police come to take <laughs> you away. Before you have to go sign the restraining order. I don't think they call order. it stalking in, le- in England. Yeah, no, they call it stalking. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh. You don't Megan have to would stalk know. him. You would just no. barge in. <laughs> I d- it would be like kidnapping. <laughs> no, it's still stalking. No, I thought stalking was something completely different in, in England. Mm-mm, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I think it is. Like a sock? No. no. That'd be a stalking. Not a st- not stalker. Now I can't think of what it is, but it's supposed They're to all be. stalking. Anyway. Oh, you going to say your title one more time before I... Oh, just- I'm sorry. Uh, Shards of Earth by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Maybe he's a rock hound, and he can go to your OnlyFans page. Do you like fossils? He likes moon rocks. <laughs> she could stroke <laughs> some fossils for you, baby. <laughs> um, Andrea M., is joined us. Hi, Andrea. Andrea or Andrea. I, I'm not sure which way that's pronounced, but hello. Where oh, were we, we were talking about how you're going to kidnap Adrian. Oh, no, now. I would never. <laughs> but I think no. now your plan has been thwarted. It's yeah, because now that you 
Let's all go in a pot. Talked about it in public. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Now there's intent. <laughs> so and so we need to come up with something else for you to do. But you know, you could from your only you, you could probably have a really nice lunch in London, though. Yeah, I could. Vonnie, what did you, you had a good lunch today? What was oh your? Oh my god, Vonnie has a about new favorite lunch. lunch, and it's ridiculous. Well, and, I don't know about uh, favorite because it did give me heartburn and beefy burps. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I like had, a book I'd read too. <laughs> I had a Costco hot dog today, and I'm going to measure all hot dogs to this hot dog because it I was, can't I would say measure. it was large all afternoon. and it had girth <laughs> you need girth in your hot dog ladies i mean everything and she men. said about this hot dog is she has not shut up about it she so really she hasn't i mean i read smutty books you can't talk about a hot dog that's foot long <laughs> with girth all the other hot dogs weird are stuff. are in awe of this hot dog it's up on the hot dog flat. I'm sad I've never been to a Costco and seen this weird hot dog. I'm I, sure Vonnie will take can take a friend. I'm totally <laughs> nauseous right now if that makes any difference. <laughs> I don't know if I want to share my hot dog with you, Keith. But Dude, you know, do we need I know what to do with a hot dog. I, maybe do you we know what to do with a hot dog, may, Vonnie. Really? Maybe we need to reevaluate Vonnie's OnlyFans. Maybe it needs to be like a hot dog hierarchy ranking. Like, and she just, could eat them on camera. Yes. Just me eating hot dogs. Actually, that might work. Because, you know, you got two two different kinds of fandoms. You got the eating people, because they like to watch But not people eating eat. people. No. No, because that's cannibalism. No. And that's, that's cannibalism, illegal. and we don't support no, that. No, we don't condone that. We Army Hammer. That. We're no. looking at you, bro. No. I don't want that kind of hot dog. No, Army Hammer, the actor. Yeah, but we haven't seen any proof of that. What was he in? He was in the fa- uh, the Social Network. He was, and he ate people. No, no, no. Yes, with, with, supposedly with fava beans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's because he's he's relevant. So that's why I said him because people know about that. Megan knows I about don't. relevant. The rest. My of only fans would be clueless. just fangirling about things in oh, general. Oh yeah, we actually well, talked about that. Yeah, apparently, your fan, your what is it? Only fans page is going to be um, depressing. Um, infamous cannibals in American history. That would be infamous. 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 Yes. Yeah. I think my OnlyFans would just be me fangirling, and then I would just have a really great group of fangirl friends. No, Megan, that's not what OnlyFans is for, honey. <laughs> Sorry to burst that bubble. I think I don't know that you should whatever fangirl people want to pay for. Yeah, accurate. There's there are people who make a lot of them. money on TikTok talking about boy bands. Yeah, Wait. I've seen. It sounds like a challenge to me, man. What boy bands are cannibals? What's Why happening? are we talking about? I'm still wondering about the cannibalism. And you know what? I think it's time to just on the hot dog girthy long note cannibalism. That's just gonna do it for. Three Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.